Now, from the Paxa Studios in downtown Honolulu, Josh Pacheco and Hunter Hughes. They're really, 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 really good defense. Um, they have great players at um, every position on that D-line, very elite players. We have to be ready for that challenge. Off the bench on ESPN Honolulu. This is a really, 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 really fun show. Jalen Hurts, ladies and gentlemen. Really, really, really. Philadelphia quarterback. Uh, you, you know when you want to praise a team, but you don't want to overly praise a team. That was Jalen Hurts uh, talking about the San Francisco 49ers, which is uh, really intriguing because one of the big games of the weekend, Niners and Eagles, which uh, you can hear on our sister station, CBS 1500. Phillies at home. San Francisco's still a three-point favorite on the road in Philly. Are you are you shocked by that? Yes. Be, I mean, mainly because they're sitting there at 10-1 and one right now mm-hmm. through 12 weeks. I mean, the... The the hype over San Francisco, I believed uh, five weeks ago, six weeks ago, even with a couple of those losses, this is the like a reigning Super Bowl contender in the Eagles, and you're playing in Philly. It's an outdoor stadium, mm-hmm. completely different climate than San Francisco, and not taking anything away from San Francisco, th- this is the battle of the two best teams in football. Right now. No doubt. Um, but apologies to teams like Kansas City and, sure. and uh, Jacksonville, the way they're playing. Sure. But, yeah, no or doubt. The, or the Ravens on a good week mm-hmm. um, if Josh Allen plays otherworldly. Yep. Um, or the Dolphins. I mean, you could make a case for all of those teams, but there's an upper echelon. And the Niners and the Eagles are are it right, right now. Um, so t- to me, the, the Vegas odds tilting in the 49ers favor that that is that that's surprising to me just because the model of how the Eagles play football is super dependable. I look at star power. Um, yeah. And when I, and let's take away Purdy and hurts. Let's take those two guys away. Christian McCaffrey is the guy I want at running back when the Niners are healthy. Um, they're receiving core. I'd take over Philadelphia's receiving core. Because you could also put McCaffrey in that that's, receiver core. That's right. Tight end, I'm taking San Francisco. Kittle. Um, I look at defense, love both, taking San Francisco, it's, especially in the front line. And it's not close. And that's why I as as much as everybody's kind of, you know, losing their minds over San Francisco being a, a favorite on the road, I kind of get it. If I take uh, How did they find the money to get Chase Young there, too? That's a good point. You know this is a reminder of, right? This is a reminder of the Rams. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I fear... That push, right, from two years ago? I fear that San Francisco's headed that route where they don't need to. Um, L.A. had made a, a heavy push uh, on that Super Bowl year. And then after that, it was like, oh, okay, well what do we do? Uh, we can't we can't spend that kind of money and we can't get that kind of star power. And, you know, credit to the Rams, they're five and six in contending, but they've been expected to be bad ever since. I worry with San Francisco as they kind of push heavy. This is like their Super Bowl, their Super Bowl year. Like last year, that was Buffalo's year and they didn't win it. Um, 
this is one of those where they have to win a Super Bowl. If not, I worry about the next couple of years and whether they can sustain this success. Um, that spending, those trades early in the year, that's what's got San Francisco, I think, to be a favorite regardless of record. Like, you blame injuries on record. You don't blame mm. team on record. Yeah. Yeah, and I I, I, I hear that, and it's almost like um, the favoring of 49ers is almost similar to that of the CFP, Josh. Mm. Um, the, the way that they are almost uh or vegas is yeah the way that vegas is almost optimistically looking at the future mm-hmm. for the 49ers versus their record right now yeah um because i i agree with you there, there's more being considered with the eye test the roster the star power than a 10 and 1 eagles team that plays phenomenal at home yeah uh, and I, I wonder if Philadelphia or if Vegas is looking at Philly, looking at how they, they needed overtime to uh, to beat Buffalo last week. If they look at that and say, well, hold up a second. Uh, Buffalo's not what it used to be. You needed overtime to get it done, even though you've won five straight. And some of those wins uh, are good wins. Um, yeah, I, 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 I think this will tell us. Truly, and I, I know this will sound very generic. This will tell us who the best team in football is, mm. uh, you know, right after this week. But I think it it also shows me with with Philly, um, you know, they're up two games on Dallas. They've got Dallas next week. Um, this is I'll call this a must win for Philly. If not, they're vulnerable next week. Dallas is playing well. They are. They're We've, they're kind of surging, yeah. and that that first uh, that first seed in the the nfc east is not sewn up yet right with the amount of weeks remaining and dallas surging and a lot of dallas's strength of schedule behind them you're you're right man this this could actually bode for an interesting uh late quarter of the season dallas and seattle by the way you can uh, hear that right after volleyball tomorrow here on ESPN Honolulu. It's an interesting uh, interesting week in the National Football League, which we'll kind of spread out throughout the show. Uh, coming up in about 10 minutes, by the way, the other big story from the NFL. Uh, guy tears Achilles, returns in record time, yet still might not play this year. Coming uh, out of the darkness. Yes. Uh, I don't know what kind of modern medicine Aaron Rodgers took to get back, but uh, we'll we'll talk about that coming up in a little while. Uh, but yeah, Seahawks Cowboys is an interesting one. A couple of other games of note this weekend. Your Bears, well, uh, they're on by. <laughs> Would you rather take a Good Bears chance of winning that one? <laughs> I I don't know. The bye is always undefeated. Golly, <laughs> just like the sidelines undefeated. Hundred percent going out of bounds if you touch it, unless forward progress is stopped, of course. Oh, are we back on that from no, Saturday? That, 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 that was a horrible zag. I didn't mean to uh, go there. I was there. like, wait, where where are we going with that? Well, the, the, it's a famous Ray Lewis quote that the sideline has never missed a tackle in its life. Yes, that's that's very true. We'll get to you guys on the phones here in a second at 808-296-1420. Yeah, it's, Ray Lewis is right. And so he was always pushing his backers to push the play towards the sideline. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, not in Chucky Hines' uh, no. defense. No. No, a, a awareness of situation. But you know what? It made that moment even sweeter. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because uh, Jordan Helley and I were talking about that on Hawaii Football Now today. Not, not to fully zag this uh-huh. direction, but <laughs> it yeah. was that that moment felt that way because of the circumstances. Mm-hmm. If Shager and company were calm, cool, and collected, spiked the ball, brought Shipley out there, I don't know if it would have felt quite as definitely wouldn't crazy and dramatic as what ended up unfolding it it was like um because it happened on the day after black friday it was like that mad dash to get into the store when everybody's waiting and they totally. want to get into best buy to make sure they get that tv that's 40 percent yeah. off and then you hear it's the most wonderful <laughs> time of the year <laughs> as people are falling over their carts and, and things like that and hitting each other <laughs> Yeah, it was it was yeah. kind of like that craziness and and the the well the better metaphor to that is it happened and it stayed like busy and it mm. stayed like super crowded and 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 that's what kind of led to it. Yeah, I mean if if Shipley said and and all that. Yeah, we're talking about a a, a completely different story there. Um Yeah, I don't know how we got there I by know. the way. I, well, we were talking about uh mm. See now you've even thrown me for a second. I know. Um, so we were we were talking about in games of importance over the weekend. Yeah, Niners and Eagles probably <laughs> the the best one. Um, your team's on by. Oh yeah, that's where it was because I made fun of your team being the on by. The undefeated. The buys undefeated. There we go. And um, you know, hey, you you've got more opportunities for your guy to kick field goals all day long and and still win. Kansas no. City's in Green Bay, by the way. No that's problem. probably another yep. big one. Uh, Lions in New Orleans, so there, there are some, there are some, uh, some good ones this weekend, but nothing, nothing hits Niners Eagles. You were about to say, I was just about to say, I, I have no comment for from now through the end of the year about my Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm. Okay, just it's, I wouldn't even call it a tank year. They just, un, they they're, just they're, unplugged the cord. Well, the cord's been unplugged for a while. Golly, <laughs> it's like uh. Uh, when you uh, when you try to put something in the air fryer, you're wondering, huh, why is why is my air fryer not turning on? And you've got the fries in there, you're ready to to get the air fryer going, and then you realize the plug's not in. Or in our industry, one of our running jokes here in our business is there's a button not being pressed. Mm. That's uh, that's the running joke we have at this radio station over certain things and certain people that happen at certain times. Uh, you will find that out <laughs> as you continue here on your journey at this radio station. You will hear that uh, many, many, many more times. Um, yeah, I, I would not be surprised if we don't hear anything else about your team unless you pull some massive upset. I try. I don't think anybody really cares about my team at this point, except they're playing Kansas City. So you know, upset. You you hope. Other than that, yeah, all eyes are going to be on uh, on on Niners and Eagles. Uh, but as we get down to the last month of the year, which believe it or not, we are on week thirteen. Has that has that sunk into you yet? It's it's week thirteen. I can't believe we're like three days away from December. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, it's it's hitting two, really two days away from December. It's hitting really fast, um, and I, and I don't not, like that college football is almost over. I don't like that UH doesn't have any more games. Well, UH had control of that. True. I'm <laughs> I'm just stating that this is like the best time of the year, and it's almost gone. Well, you know how it is. Sometimes, uh, you know, sometimes the things you love don't last forever. 
And with that, <laughs> did that happy did, Wednesday. Did, did, did that hit a nerve right there? Uh, sound, I'm, look, I'm looking around this room, and I'm looking in the next room, and it sounds like, yeah, that hit a tad tad bit of a nerve. Um, the other thing, and I know you wanted to get into this yesterday. We didn't have a little bit of time. Frank Reich fired, and it didn't even take a year. Yes. And there was a player who admitted today that he found out that his coach was being fired via text message. Yep. Um, it is, uh, Carolina was bad. Sure. Nobody expected them to be any better than that. So the fact that Frank Reich's gone in less than a year to me says less about Frank Reich. And it says more about uh, a mismanagement of culture that to me stems above him. But I know you, you had a, a different thought when it comes to the cycle of how head coaches are fired. And yeah. Everything. You know, I've thought of it from a few perspectives. The first one, what was the phone call from the front office to their main man, uh, um, Bryce? Bryce, their, yeah. Their, their quarterback that they have invested you know, their foreseeable future into. What are they communicating to him when they fire the coach that's been investing in him and running an offense all this time? You could bring in another coach that runs a completely different offense, a completely different scheme. Um, I hate to you know bring him up, but that's what happened with Mariota. When you've got four different coaches in your four years with a team, it doesn't bode well to to be successful. And I think a lot of football, not just NFL, but even college, that mm-hmm. the waiting threshold is far too short that that's not always the answer to can a coach. I mean, Reich was just on the Colts. Right. Is that really the best move? Like, I just... And the message that that sends to players throughout the league, if they get an opportunity to play in Carolina, they probably don't want to go to Carolina. I I get this feeling that Frank Reich was let go because he couldn't make David Tepper look good. Like, Bryce Young was clearly David Tepper's guy. Maybe not Frank Reich's guy. David Tepper, the owner, uh, is worse than Jerry Jones. Let's make, mm. that, let's make that clear. Jerry Jones meddles a lot, uh, but Jerry Jones doesn't fire guys at an alarming rate. David Tepper has not been around for more than, I don't Jones know, more is, than a decade. Jones's Achilles heel is usually his loyalty. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's more on the other side that he's fiercely loyal with guys even when they're not performing. Right. Yeah, David Tepper looks at guys like um, like line items or puzzle pieces. And I've always never had respect for people that treat other people like puzzle pieces. You know, uh, everybody, regardless of industry... These are individuals with families. These are individuals who put a lot of time in. And un- unless they've done something like an HR violation or, or something along those lines, um, you know, they need to be treated the right way. You don't hire someone in less than a year say, oh, you didn't make my guy look as good as he could. So I'm going to find someone else who's going to make my guy look good. That That's right. This seems like an ownership in a front office that doesn't understand football. Which is funny because David Tepper's in meetings a lot. Like he involves himself in a lot of the football stuff. And and Jerry does too. But Jerry, as you said, is loyal. Tepper um, does not know what that means. And so he thinks, oh, you don't win? Okay, fine. I'll find someone else. Yeah. 
uh, you, you know, newsflash, you're not going to find somebody else. We're, you're going to keep in this moment where, okay, who who do you want that's going to take that job? Although Greg Olson has said he's interested if uh, if they do ask him. And wasn't Matt Rule just there too? Yes. So what coach of consequence, not someone that you're throwing a bone to who maybe wants to take a shot at being an NFL head coach and your former tight end, mm-hmm. what coach of significance wants that job right now? Yeah. The answer is no one. Right. And so Bryce Young now ends up taking a step back because he's going to feel like, okay, well, am I the problem? Am I the, am I the reason that Frank Wright got fired because I didn't make the kind of gains that David Tepper wanted? Look at the rest of that offense. Are we the reason why Frank Wright got fired? It's um, it's toxic. It's really toxic. Yeah. And, you know, the reason why David Tepper um, also owns that franchise is because Jerry Richardson was practically ousted uh, from that franchise. Uh, we don't need to go into his history, but um, there was a, a little bit of history that surfaced that kind of got Jerry Richardson forced out of the league. Um, but... Sometimes this is where owners need to be very careful just because someone's got money doesn't mean you just shoehorn him in as the owner of a league. The NFL's owners have an opportunity to vote on whether you will approve ownership of a team to go to someone. And you probably didn't know at the time that David Tepper was going to be an overreaching um, jerk. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the best word I can come up with. Uh, you didn't know it at the time. Now you do. Do you regret it? That you've opened up the league to someone that has no business in it. And um, you'll continue to see this kind of nonsense as long as he's there. Frank Reich, unfortunately, was a victim to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a guy who may or may not come back, but the door has been opened for him to return. But is this really necessary? Uh, that's coming up in just a little bit. Reminder, uh, athletes, it's at ESPNHonolulu.com. The latest episode, uh, Gatorade Player of the Year and uh, track star Shane Kalakami-Williams talking with Cole Mausoff. Uh, it is presented by Central Pacific Bank and brought to you by Aloha Kia. Off the bench as we get you through our Friday, your Wednesday, it's ESPN Honolulu. All right, coming up. We see you guys on the phones. We'll get to you here in a moment at uh, 808-296-1420. Boy, there was some concern about Braden Shager this morning. And in less than 10 minutes, mm-hmm. that concern was squashed like a bug. Thanks to uh, Hawaii's football coach and his knowledge of social media. Which, by the way. Also, he called him. That's true. Well, that that is that is very true. Mm-hmm. We also, by the way, um, we need to address the nickname that was given to Braden Shager. Yep. You like it. Love it. I don't. You don't I like don't. it. I don't. I don't. Okay. Uh, for those that are wondering, you'll hear that coming up uh, about eight minutes from now here on ESPN Honolulu. So um, earlier we were talking about um, important NFL games over the weekend, and uh, we were reminded, texter from the 233, Uh, things that you didn't think you would say in 2023 Broncos versus Texans is a huge wild card race game. (laughs) Oh, 2023 is thrown, thrown us so many different surprises. This one is one of them. Do you remember 
like last week when my final words were that Denver was going to find themselves in playoff contention? Sadly, yes, I do remember. And you were like, I don't know what Hunter has eaten. <laughs> I don't know what he's I drunken. Ch- I need to check on your well-being. We may need to uh, go back and <laughs> clip that one. Yeah. Um, Texans are a three-and-a-half-point favorite on that one. And to be fair. That's right. To be fair, C.J. Stroud is yep. a, an MVP contender right now. Which I would mm, – this, this is a good question. I'm going to ask the Google for this one. Who was the last rookie MVP? The last rookie MVP in the National Football League. Let's see who gets it first because we're both doing this at the same time because we never thought this was uh, Jim, Jim Brown. Brown. Pretty much tied. So Josh's <laughs> typing ability with all of his fingers are as quick as my thumbs on my well, phone. You had about a good five to ten second head start. It, hey, we're, we're going to have to go back and look at the look at the film on when the stopwatch began and when it didn't because we decided it was a competition uh, midway yeah. through. Jim, Jim Brown, Brown. Uh, ran for 942 <laughs> yards. Imagine that in in that year that he won it. 942 yards, 4.7 yards per carry, won the MVP. What an animal. Right now, 942 yards um, probably gets you um, bouncing around from team to team every two years and still probably playing the running back position until you're about 28 years old and then uh, either moving down to the XFL or finding a high school coaching job. That was in 1957, by the way. Yeah, that's why I say... just take those numbers, translate them now. Those numbers would not translate. Mm-hmm. And by the way, the 942 yards, his lowest rushing total per year of his entire career. Also, quarterbacks back then could barely throw at 30 yards. Yeah. It that's, wasn't that's even true. a part of the game. That's true. The, but, the game has certainly evolved. Oh, no doubt. Um no doubt. It's similar to like you brought you bring Shohei back to the twenties. He's mowing down the entire nineteen twenty seven Yankees. Yes. All of them. Because they weren't facing one hundred mile an hour fastballs yeah, or even and, like and then an eighty four mile an hour cutter. Yeah. Right. right. Or a uh a gyro ball. See a bambino. Yes. Uh, get your tickets now for the Easy Post Hawaii Bowl presented by the Hawaiian Islands. Teams will be announced soon. For information, visit thehawaiibowl.com. Mahalo to Easy Post, Hawaiian Airlines, Hawaii Tourism Authority, Kiyoya Hotels and Resorts, and Maui Brewing Company. We'll save the uh, comeback story for later because uh, there is another comeback. It's more like staying put. Mm. It's coming up after Sports Center on ESPN Honolulu. Uh, coming up in a little while, uh, we've got tickets to uh, Rainbow Wahine Basketball, Rainbow Warrior Basketball Sunday. Uh, they've got a doubleheader, Military Appreciation Day. So uh, tickets are uh, 50% off on those designated uh, Military Appreciation Days. And I should note, because I, I will admit, we might have made it a little bit confusing uh, when it comes to uh, our, our giveaways for uh, for men's and women's basketball. So this is how they're describing it. Uh, All Rainbow Wahine basketball season tickets will be valid for that game. So if you've got them, 
Um, single game purchases will be purchasing um, a double header ticket. So if you're going to men's basketball game, basically what it sounds like is you're going to men's basketball. You could also go to women's basketball and it's priced as you're going to one men's basketball game. So um, hopefully that kind of makes sense, but you might be going to both. So uh, stand by for your chance to win that coming up uh, a little bit later on in the show. Hunter for about 10 minutes. Yep. There was a brief amount of panic oh, uh, regarding brief. Hawaii football. My, my heart dropped. Your heart dropped? Yes. For those that don't know, um, this is regarding the transfer portal. And every program is dealing with it. I mean, there are some big ones. Um, Riley Leonard's leading, leaving Duke. He's their quarterback. Grayson McCall leaving uh, Coastal Carolina, by the way. Brett McMurphy's uh, bowl projections has Coastal Carolina coming here. Uh, for the easy post Hawaii Bowl. His projection, Coastal Carolina against San Jose State, which would also mean you don't get Grayson McCall, which is uh, which would be kind of a bummer if that were the case. But for a good brief period of time, Braden Shager appeared like he was going on that list. Uh, there was a tweet that was put out, and, and one of my coworkers actually, uh, one of our coworkers sent it to me this morning that said, um, that that showed the uh, the tweet, and it said, and I quote, uh, Hawaii I quarterback Braden Shager is expected to enter the transfer portal. A source close to the junior tells at On3Sports. Um, and so for that moment, once I got it sent to me, it was like, oh, that's not good. And so from the time that I got it, I was, what was I doing? I was just about ready to leave the house. I was probably like a couple minutes away from leaving the house. And as soon as I got out, in the time of me getting out, probably like five, seven minutes later to, I'm looking at the timestamp to make sure I have this correct. Yeah, like five, seven minutes later, from walking out of my house to the car, I went on X again because, yep. you know, obsessed. And uh, saw I, was, I was notified at 9.30. Okay. I had 9.27. Yep. Like this is a contest exactly. or something. No, I have it at nine twenty-seven, <laughs> and on the um, the receipt of the initial tweet, it says forty-nine minutes before that. So it broke today at like eight fifty-five in True. the morning. So not long after that, Timmy Chang responded and said, and I quote: "Shaker Bomber had to call me. He said I'm throwing bombs in Manoa next year." Not cool, Pete. Let's go. The guy, uh, Pete, is uh, the sports business reporter for On3 Sports. Pete Nakos is his name. There, there, there are a lot of places to go with this one. First, I think, I, I think we need a new nickname for Braden Shager. I don't like Shager Bomber. You don't like Shager Bomber? I don't Bomber. like Shager Bomber. Bomber's pretty cool. It is kind of cool. Um, Shags can get annoying. I could see that, which I'm sure initially that that's like the easiest one to give him. So I'm, I'm mm -hmm. sure it was Shags and then shaker bombs was coined. Yeah. Shaker bomber. So I don't have a better one just to, to preface. Um, but as someone who takes in a lot of news content, um, you know, I like to, to, to round myself out, be honest taking a lot of news content and food network. I got one that just and, came to uh, mind. And Star Trek, uh, Star Trek reruns. So Shager Bomber, to me, 
came, reminded me of a very sad moment in this nation's history involving another quote-unquote bomber. And so as soon as I heard Shager bomber, because it's the first time I've ever heard of it, I was like, no, 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 don't call him that. Don't call him that. <clears throat> because my mind immediately raced to, like, killer. I don't hate that. <laughs> I, I know you don't. There's some things that we don't need to be politically correct about. You're right. No, you're right. I want my quarterback to kill the opponent. You know what we used to say? I would think you'd say? want your linebacker to kill your opponent. Do, do you know but... what, when we would put our hands in as quarterbacks during mm-hmm. the Rolo era, when Stutz was our quarterback's coach, we would say shoot to kill. Interesting. Okay. One, two, three, shoot to kill. That was how we broke every huddle. Interesting. Yep. So he is responsible from a metaphorical sense. Please don't take this out of context. Mm-hmm. He's responsible for dropping the bomb on the other team. Dropping the bomb on the other team. Okay. Plur- plural, too. Bl- bombs. Gotcha. How about the blonde bomber? The blonde bomber. See, that 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 sounds a little better. Okay. Um. The blonde bomber. Yeah, because we're getting a no in the other room. No? Oh, okay. No? No. Liz says no. Okay. She's also basically saying, Hunter, you have no style. Um, well, we all, we all know that's not true. <laughs> so, see, at least blonde bomber sounds like... It's kind of uh, playful. Yeah. Yeah. Shager bomber sounds like something you might be calling someone 20 years later when you watch Dateline. Mm. Um. Yeah, I like Blonde Bomber. Liz says no. Liz, I, I wanna, I, I, I wanna understand why, why no, why, why no to the Blonde Bomber? I think she's busy putting chapstick on right now. <laughs> uh, we'll give her some time <laughs> to collect herself. For I, she's, she was putting on chapstick for the moment that she would be opening the microphone to be ready. The chapstick was necessary. Okay, why, why no to the Blonde Bomber? I can't say. I don't know. I can't say. <laughs> just isn't oh. clicking. I just don't like it. All right. Oh. <laughs> I thought there was going to be something really great out of that. See, I, I think Shager bombs, it should be Braden bombs. I like the two okay. Bs. Okay. I also think that's kind of overused. I don't know. For me, like, every time I hear a deep a deep pass down the field Shager and I hear bombs. Shager bombs, it's like, no. oh, this is too much. Uh, we're we're overkilling the phrase Shager bombs, and eventually you might be overkilling Braden bombs. As much as I'd like to see them happen, uh, maybe we can be like kind of conservative on how we use now, it. No, okay, I I think I can I can speak to this from real world perspective. <laughs> okay. He has one of the best arms to come through Hawaii, no doubt, from a sheer power, right perspective the the highlight that they showed for mcbride's second team mountain west where he's going down the field on san diego state and shakers rolling to his left that ball carried like 69 yards in Mm -hmm. the air yeah i mean he has an absolute world-class arm different than some of the guys in the past um we had maybe more accurate guys uh guys that have so far played a little bit better within the run and shoot. But I'm telling you, one of the the better arms that I've seen in person wearing a Hawaii uniform. So I 
I'm not opposed, even though you and I, I think we're we're around this kind of talk a lot because we're around media. We're we're constantly just consumed with stimuli, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. this. Um, we choose to be. Yeah, but you know, it bodes well for our program when our quarterback has a marketable identity mm-hmm. and people are having fun with it. Like that, that helps our program. Yeah. Um, identities that we, we talked about this off air, the identity conversations, another one I want to get to at some point, yeah. you know, entirety of the program. Um, here's one in our Zephyr insurance text lines at 808-296-1420 because, uh, you know, um, I want to have fun with nicknames. Yeah. See if we can come up with some good ones. See, maybe if we can come up with one that sticks. Uh, for example, 233, Shakermeister. Ooh. See, I'm thinking even um, Shaker Bombs remind me of, of uh, a certain beverage that uh, you must drink responsibly, the uh, the Jaeger Bomb. So I've got Shaker Bomb or Shakermeister, Jaegermeister. I've got it. I'm about to end this discussion. You ready? Liz, this you is, ready? This is an awful lot of uh, hype for something we don't know that's coming. The B-13 bomber. The B-13 bomber. Yeah. 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 I, I, as, long as, I, as long as Braden doesn't change his I, number next year, you know that I'm, works. You know I'm an illustrator and graphic designer. <laughs> I am messaging Braden Shager as we speak. Oh, no. Are you to really? To say, I want to design your next shirt, and we're going to call it the <laughs> B-13 Bomber. Oh, you're also getting a business opportunity in here, too. And I'm going to put a big old picture of his head on a blimp. <laughs> Like the Led Zeppelin blimp. Oh, that would okay. be hilarious. So B-13 Bomber. B-13 Bomber. Yeah, texter from the 465 says it's a good one. Yes. Uh, I, you know, I like it. I like it. I think I can endorse that. Uh, I don't know what John has here, uh, but John's calling in here at 808-296-1420. Hi, John. Yeah, hey, I just wanted to call about Jim Brown. You guys talk about his rookie year. Oh, yeah. How that would... They'll get him in the USFL or something. Uh, he he ran for seventy eight yards a, a game his rookie year. They'll they'll leave him second in the NFL right now. The only guy who'll be ahead of him is uh, McCaffrey at eighty five per yard uh, per game. Well, I'm thinking so, entirety, but yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. Yeah. So and and if he played a seventeen game season, he would have thirteen hundred yards. It's, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I hear that. And, John, thank you for calling in. Like, I think I said totality Thanks, of numbers, John. I think, would have uh, was where I was going with that. But, again, back to Shaker because that's that's where we were. So, B-13 bomb. appreciate the fact-checking, though. That was great. That, that, well, it was, it was facts slash opinion. Um, B-13, uh, is everybody in this room, are we all good with B-13 bomber as Braden Shaker's new nickname? I, I like the B-13 the, bomber. The B-13 bomber. Yes. Okay. Liz says yes. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, I'm good with it. Yes. See, the, you have to have something that f- seems good in front of Bomber. Otherwise, if you put something else in front of that, then it just sounds like something very serialish. That, I think that's why I don't like it. <laughs> you didn't like the blonde one. Right. I think... I think... She's she's like, oh, I'm juicing my words very wisely here. Uh, Chemo says, great job. 
Great name, Michael. Hey, thank you. This might be one of, and you've had many great contributions. This might be one of the best contributions you have brought to this if show. If this sticks, that would be awesome. Someone let Timmy know, too. Maybe he can uh, edit his uh, edit his X post to say, uh, just talk to the B-13 bomber. Uh, and he's throwing more bombs in my nose. Something like, something like that. See if see if maybe Timmy can start working it in. Mm. Uh, by the way, there was a note of the blonde bomber here from our uh, Zephyr Insurance text line. And not because it was bad, but uh, texter from the 270 reminds us that was Terry Bradshaw's nickname. The what? The blonde bomber. Okay. There we go. So we came up with something better. There we go. The B-13 bomber. Right. Um, there was a reason I didn't like it. There we go. <laughs> she just didn't know it at the time. Scary Terry. Um, coming up, though, the the real sigh of relief did not come from the nickname. The real sigh of relief came from the uh, from what we would ultimately find out, that Braden Shaker's not going anywhere. That's uh, coming up in a little bit. First, our M. Dyer Global scoreboard. It's brought to you by M. Dyer Global, moving Hawaii into the future. Uh, this M. Dyer Global scoreboard also has the nickname of the uh, – M. Dyer fact drop. Uh, not as good as B13. <laughs> I, look, I, I tried. I try sometimes to weave some of this stuff into, uh, you know, into content. And sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. Uh, top 25 games, SEC, ACC challenge. Number 17, North Carolina is clubbing 10th ranked Tennessee. 77-57, 14-17 to play. That's on ESPN television. 14th-ranked Texas A&M down on the road at Virginia, 41-32, 10-30 to play second half. That's on uh, ESPN2. Uh, 18th-ranked Villanova upset at home by St. Joe's, uh, 78-65. Not, not the St. Joseph I went to school. That was high school. This is uh, this is the St. Joe's on the mainland. Uh, that's all going on. It's your M. Dyer Global scoreboard brought to you by M. Dyer Global, always on the move. Off the bench here on ESPN Honolulu. All right, uh, Sports Center's coming up. We'll get to the whole uh, pride, ego, or I just really want to play, or both, with a uh, New York Jets quarterback that's already starting his uh, practice cycle, as was announced today. That's coming up in just a little while. Um, our greatest contribution this month, a uh, new nickname for Braden Shager, uh, although Texter from the 223 does say, and I think he's got the number wrong. Let's ask Shager to change his number to 51. I think he meant 52. And um, unless you want Braden Shager to play the offensive or defensive line positions, he cannot change his number to somewhere in the 50s. That is uh, that is not allowed for his position. Uh, or if you, uh, you, know, you want him to change to an offensive lineman and grow at the rate of Jared Lorenzen, then, uh, you know, that's, that's all cool. I think he's got a future at quarterback, though. Um, yes, but let, let's, let's look bigger picture here. And the bigger picture is let's say he did enter the portal for all the talk that we would have, or we have had yeah. about, you know, looking to the, to the, uh, off season and trying to build momentum and, and all that stuff that would have been a major detriment to talking about growing the program forward. 
Um, granted, the portal doesn't open until, I think, Monday. So if someone wanted to change their mind, they certainly could. I, I doubt it in this case. But if that happened, just imagine how how much it would set back the program if the quarterback, and really the only quarterback you played this year, it's not like you played a backup significant snaps. The only quarterback, well, um, outside of Dalen Morris, but again, significant yeah. snaps. Yep. Um, that you all of a sudden would either turn to a freshman or a guy with no no real experience or go back to the portal. That would be a major several steps back. Big time. Especially for an offense like the run and shoot, which literally hinges off of football IQ. Mm-hmm. Hinges off of getting the, rid of the football, having solid front side reads. Um, there, there is so much within that offense that is not, it, it does not exist for plug and play guys that you might be able to pluck from the portal. Um, your best chance, honestly, is to try to get whoever played quarterback at St. Louis. Yeah, but even that, that's... Um, it's not always the, the best decision, but I'm just right. saying for the offense that Hawaii is trying to run, you would want to try to invest in whatever guys that you have and whatever recruits that you believe could could ride the future for you. I will say, too, that this could almost be used as a little bit of a marketing play. Like, you know, it's it's not often that... At this time period, you're hearing from guys who say, I'm staying. And granted, we didn't hear from Braden, technically. Um, you know, we we heard it through Timmy Chang. Um, I think in in Braden's best interest, by the way, it might be uh it might be good to uh to to come out and say, Hey, I, I am staying. You know, just with, with all the stuff that's been out there. Uh actually no, I take that back. He did repost it. There so technically go. that is Braden saying yeah, I'm coming back. And he reposted. I didn't see what time he reposted. It doesn't matter. But he did repost the okay. the, the post. So um, in today's world, that's a that's that, about as official as you can ask. There for. you go. Um, that's that's like good marketing. There you go. Because you don't hear that, and so sometimes that, bad news is good news. So that might say to um, your own wide receivers, "Hey, um, Braden Stain, maybe you should." If you're a wide receiver going into the portal elsewhere in the country and you're thinking, man, I wanna I wanna be, you know, in an effective offense, you might look and see, oh, this guy was really effective. Yeah. See Stephen McBride comes from Kansas. Here he's he's effective, one of the best in the Mountain West. Someone might say, Hey, you know what? I want that same thing to happen to me. Might look to go to Hawaii through the transfer portal. Um, this is great marketing for Hawaii. Maybe, maybe in a small way, it doesn't go out nationally, but folks going in the portal will see that, and, and that gets marketed to them. Mm-hmm. So I like that um, that Hawaii kind of played this out well, and, cre- and credit Hawaii football on social. Um, not long after Timmy sent his uh, sent his post, they went out and said 13's our guy. Mm-hmm. So in- incredibly smart. I mean, granted, there's still a lot more a lot more things we need to watch, though. I mean. For anybody else that might enter the portal, not not to say that um, you know it's going to happen, but you are on watch, right? The portal enters Monday. Yep. Um, there have been big names that have entered the portal, even though the portal hasn't opened yet. 
Uh, Cam Stone was on social media saying, how is it that people are getting offers when the portal hasn't opened? Yeah. Which probably tells me that there might be some people at the University of Hawaii hearing from other schools um, about getting into the portal because maybe they can make some NIL money or something like that. You know, and Matt Rule had a really interesting quote today talking about the going rate for a good quarterback. And I wanted to save that for later, but but start on it. But, yeah, uh, just you're talking about his quote was one to 1.5 to 2 million, depending on who you're, you're talking about. And I'm throwing this out there for our audience, but also the greater fan base of Hawaii football for our quarterback. If he does decide to stay with like arguably no NIL contract versus what could potentially be, uh, be offered to him Mm -hmm. because he's top 10 in the country for yards, right? With what we have to offer here, you know there's other schools or other um, places that are interested. So the loyalty, it may not be the, the exact same as when Colt Brennan decided to stay after the Heisman, uh, the Heisman hopes, but this is a big deal if we have a great quarterback choosing to stay. It also says on the other side, Hawaii can't afford a top quarterback technically. Hawaii can't in pay the same in, ways in, that other schools might be able to. Right, right. Um, we can't even pay a coach that much. We we still need to raise how creative we can be in in NIL. We're brought to you by H Camp, the Hawaii Concussion Awareness Management Program. Learn more at hawaiiconcussion.com. Sports Center and traffic coming up. That was Robert Sala, New York Jets head coach, earlier today as uh, they have announced the uh, three-week practice window for Aaron Rodgers is now open. What does that mean? That in the next 21 days, he's allowed to practice, but uh, they have that time to determine whether they will activate him from injured reserve. If not, then he stays on injured reserve and is likely um, not coming back. And you heard Robert Sala say it, that this isn't necessarily meaning that, you know, Aaron Rodgers, we're preparing him to play. This is along the lines of, hey, this is a progression in his rehab. Um, but also at the same time, this this almost feels really unnecessary unless you have the thought of Aaron Rodgers playing, right? I mean, you technically have to say it because if the media is going to practice and you see Aaron Rodgers outside on field three um then you kind of have to tell him you, you have to explain why he's out there um you, you know it, it's fair game for people to know yeah but it does feel like at the same time this is it's miraculous or 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 unexpected but at the same time really unnecessary but it also feels like it's an ego feed like, hey, look who we're talking about. We're talking about on a on a pretty bad team. Um, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers again as he continues to defy the odds with that Achilles injury, and he's going to be back on the field. Um, whether that is at the end of this year or next year, um, he has that plan, and uh, he wants to show people that, hey, he can, he can still play, and it feels like we've just kind of fed Aaron Rodgers' ego more than he, he deserves to have his ego fed. Yeah, or the, I see it more as the New York Jets are in desperate need for a positive PR push mm-hmm. towards the late half of this, this, uh, this football season because it was such a, 
uh, disappointment whenever he got hurt. And then this season has also been a disappointment. Um, This three-week time period, I'm actually looking at it as a pretty strategic time period in terms of the season right now because they're sitting at four and seven. Yeah. If they win the next three straight and they're they're five hundred with another three games left on their schedule, they might flirt with playing him for a late year playoff push. Newsflash, they won't win the next three. <laughs> I mean, they've got Houston who will beat him. Uh they're at Miami who will crush him. Yep. They already just did on Black Friday. Um, they have winning three straight. Well, that's the thing. The Jets have no offense. Mm-hmm. None. No apologies to uh, Tim Boyle. Or uh, uh, Stephen Sy. Eh, I care less about apologies to Stephen Sy. <laughs> um, He's not taking snaps at quarterback. I'm not, I'm not worried about apologies to Stephen. Uh, I'm worried about... Tim Boyle, who is wasting his time as the Jets' starting quarterback just as a placeholder. As we see you guys in the phones, we'll get to you in a moment here uh, at 808-296-1420. Now, the Jets' stuff on the side, Rodgers coming back on one hand is incredible Mm -hmm. with this amount of time, but I want to almost throw a dash of realistic perspective in here because it's not the same as if Kobe Bryant coming off of his Achilles heel and then starting an NBA game. When you're a pocket quarterback, you are not required to do the same amount or level of explosive athletic plays or movements quite like other positions. Right. If you're able to stand and be stable and push off of both feet to make throws, I mean... Rodgers has a strong enough arm and enough uh, quick twitch in his hips and in his back where he can throw the he can throw the ball fifty yards flat footed. Yeah. So I, I don't want to take anything away from the recovery. It's in, it's impressive. But Mahomes won a Super Bowl on one ankle last year. He could barely walk, and yet still was in a position to help his team win. So I'm throwing all that out there because Rodgers greatest asset is actually his mind his decision making getting rid of the football and you don't need two 100 achilles heels to get that accomplished and i will say his football mind yes <laughs> john thank you john thank you for calling in how are you this afternoon hey how's it going good john hey, i think that uh any kind of thoughts about bringing uh, aaron Rodgers back uh, this year i think are kind of foolish uh you know, it's, so yeah, he can say that he recovered or whatever, but how much better are they going to be? Plus, they don't have a good enough offensive line really to uh, protect him, and I don't think he's going to be able to move like like before. But, Josh, I got a question, an honest question for you as a Packers fan. Uh-huh. Uh, aren't you glad that this guy isn't on your team and he's somebody else's problem? Now? Yes, 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 yeah. yes. Thousand percent. He's someone else's distraction. Yes. Jordan Love is uh, playing decent. I mean, at times, good. I thought as a Bears fan, we were going to roll you guys twice because of him. But uh, that obviously isn't going to happen now. But uh, um, not. And I think that Jordan Love could possibly uh, 
develop into a pretty good quarterback, but just give him some time. Yeah, th- you know, definitely. Um, and that's the thing is, and, and I appreciate your call, John. Thank Thanks, you for dialing John. in. The one thing hear that from you. you know we realize is, hey, um, time. And that's the thing I, I think with Aaron Rodgers. And and oh, by the way, you Bears fans, yes, there is one thing that you can do better than our team can. Take a guess at what that is. It's not the answer is not obvious. Deep dish. No, I've never had Chicago deep dish. Oh, that's and I don't. I don't know one. if there's a such thing as Wisconsin deep dish or something. I don't. I don't if it know. is, it's a fraud. Sorry, um, <laughs> I'm I'm lame. Uh, if it's a New York style pizza, it's a big New York from Pizza Hut. <laughs> and if there's just a go to, it's the frozen. Um, sorry, it's, it's all right. It's lame. Uh, no, the thing that you guys can do better: uh, kicking field goals. Mm. Uh, yeah. We, See, we just won a game by you only did. doing that. It, we'll get to Neil in a moment, but I want to finish the point on this, is, is that to me, I see the 21-day window. I mean, again, I, I talked about the ego thing, but they all talk about 2024 and preparing for 2024. So I look at it as if you go through the next 21 days and you're trying to get better and you realize it's not happening the way that you you want it to go like you know this next progression's actually setting you back a little bit yeah um these next 21 days could be an opportunity for Aaron Rodgers to say you know um maybe I don't have it that that maybe you know I'm here ahead of schedule I'm continuing where I need to go but it's not good enough and maybe this is the point where I say that's it because there's, I mean, there's no, um, you know, there's there's no commitment to play here. It's 21 days, and if he's not ready, then you just put him back on IR. That's right. So, and you hear everybody saying 2024. So, I don't know. Um, and I, I, just, I think <sighs> with his age, you only make this this call if you believe your team could win the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. And we know one thing they won't do. Win the Super Bowl. Yeah. They may not win another three games this year. That's right. So I think that answer is ultimately the answer on to shut him down, Mm -hmm. even if he is ready. Because there's a very strong likelihood that he also will get hurt again. Oh, no doubt. Because he is old. And playing football. Yes. And, it's and, just what happens. And by the way, old sports terms. I don't want anybody to think that if I'm if you're forty years old that I'm calling you old. That's no. right. Uh I've already I've already gotten my awkward joke in on on Chris Hart and Gary Dickman and telling them to go get their uh their their age group coffee at McDonald's. I don't I don't need to make another quip on age again. Uh <laughs> uh more on this a little bit later on. Um uh, I wanted to get back to Braden Shager mm. in a little while, but I think this is a good way to segue because I know I know Neil's holding on. He wanted to get on the NIL conversation, and I want to use that to jump back into the Shager conversation in the next segment. Cool. Uh Neil's been waiting patiently though. Uh Neil, how are you this afternoon? I'm good, boys, but uh, I love the conversation about Aaron Rodgers, and I want to say just one thing. <laughs> you know, if that guy starts another game, if that guy starts a game. Uh, he gets popped in a mouth. He won't get up again. Yeah. It'll be the end of his career. Yeah, it's probably right. So, so I mean, that's that's that. I mean, great run for the guy, but you know, he gets popped in the mouth one more time, man. It's over. Yeah, lights out. No doubt. Uh, 
But regarding Shager, NIL, Portal, all this other stuff, right? You know, when the NIL deals started coming up and the NIL things started coming up, you know, everyone was like, oh, it's going to increase parity. It's going to do this. It's going to, you know, pay these players for the service that they're doing to the schools and blah, blah, blah. That's all well and good to say, but let's be real about what this is doing for the sport of college football and college sports in general. The rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer because you take from those poor schools, you take from those schools that don't have the financial backing like in Alabama or a Michigan or an Ohio State or a Power Five or whatever, and you now can sweeten the pot for these young kids and take them away from something that is truly special and, in my opinion, is the hallmark of what college sports should be. And it should be playing for a fan base that actually loves you versus hmm. patting your pockets with, with fat cat cash. You know what I'm saying? But, again, like they say, money talks and uh, you know what walks. So, I mean, it was bound to happen. I'm disappointed that it is happening. But I hope, and I think, based on all the things that I've been hearing, Coach Chang is building a, a program that is centered around aloha and centered around that spirit, that brotherhood, that, that love of players and people as people and not as pawns in some financial game. So... My, I guess my marketing ploy, if you want to call that, is come to Hawaii and play for your brothers and sisters. Yep. Come to Hawaii and play for your aunties and uncles who are going to love you like their children, you know? Because you're not going to get that in, our, in Alabama. You're not going to get that in, in Ann Arbor. You're not going to get that in Columbus. They're going to love you, but the minute you start sucking it up, they're going to drop you like a bad habit, but we ain't going to do that here. That Maurice Claret tweet about Ryan Day, hey, we love you, we believe in you, that was at halftime. But, y'all got then, it, but, but you lost three You lost three straight to Michigan, and so then you got to go. A quarter bro. later, he said, we love you, but you got to go. <laughs> you know, exactly. I, I, I feel like that's such a different different area, though. And, and Neil, thank you for the call, because we're up against the break here. So I want to finish this thought, because I, I hear what Neil is saying. I hear what we all want college football to be. But I also haven't seen that college football in a long time and we'll never see it again. We'll we'll uh, we'll we'll talk about that coming up uh in just a little bit. We are brought to you by Kahala. Upgrade your island style with Kahala, the original Aloha shirt since 1936. Pick one up for yourself at one of Kahala's six stores islandwide or at kahala.com. Traffic here, it is off the bench. You're listening to ESPN Honolulu. We'll get another Sports Center update coming up here in uh, just a little bit. We'll track, uh, check your traffic coming up as well. Um, heard Neil's call earlier, and I want to uh, address what he believes college football should be, college sports should be, um, etc. That's been gone for a long time. 
And basically what he said is, you know, you should you should play college sports and, and play for, you know, your your play for a fan base, play for your family, play for um, you know, those that love you, et cetera. And that's that's great in theory. That's been gone for so long. Great players many times go to schools not because they want to get their degrees. They want to get their eligibility through and then be able to be eligible for the draft and go somewhere where they're going to be seen and go somewhere where they're going to have their their best chance to improve their draft stock or have draft stock. Um, Or just get paid. Yeah. You know, way back when, before we talked about NIL and and, and all that money. But that was the avenue to get paid. Mm -hmm. Now... There's a completely different, not even avenue, freeway, right, to get paid. Yeah, and we can want that wholesome sport as as much as you want. You can want that. You may want to see it, but it's gone. It may have been there thirty years ago. I've always said college football and college athletics in general. It's it's a business now. It's not. It's it's not that whole you know wholesome goodness amateur sporting events now it's it's a it's a business college football is the most viewed as it's ever been, um, nineteen million people I think it was nineteen million watched uh, Michigan and Ohio State wow it's one of the biggest numbers for a college football game in years and that had stakes and that had the rivalry aspect and 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 all of those things um, so now. You know, forget of what forget what your grandfather's college football was. College football is now, um, you know, it's 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 culture. Culture is important, but it's not about like, you know, family necessarily. Your culture is hey, create a place where people want to play. Create a place where people, um, you know, want to want to be seen. Create an offense that people want to excel at. Um, you know. And and think about I guess the one college thing you know you, you get your degree to get a good job, college football, you pad your stats to get draft capital, create that kind of atmosphere because that's how you're going to get the players that are going to win you championships. It sucks, it sounds very dirty, but it is what it is, and you've got to play the game. Mm. Can't do it any other way. You've you've got to learn to play the game at this point. Um. So, yeah, I mean, you mentioned Matt Rule. We'll, we'll talk about what Matt Rule said earlier uh, about quarterbacks and yeah. value. Like, yeah, that sounds very dirty, um, that a good quarterback is worth up to $1.5 million to, to be on your team. Well, you know what? NIL opened that door. You know what? There are haves and have-nots, and it is growing uh, by the year. But you know what? If you're a have-not, you got to be the best have-not you can. You can't use it as an excuse anymore. You got to be the best have not and offer what you can and and um, elevate that as best as possible. And I know we're kind of up against a break right now, but to me, this brings up a, a different side of the discussion. And it's not like these these uh, these programs themselves are paying for the players. Mm-hmm. It's the the donors. It's the donors. Boosters. It's the it's the um, organization of these programs on the back end mm-hmm. it's their alumni um infrastructure connected with businesses and sponsorships and that 
those things connected with these blue chip schools are so strong that they're able to produce that resource that then goes to NIL. So to me, I see it as an invitation for UH to improve yeah. on that side of things. And we can talk more about it coming up. Sports Center in traffic right here. All right, let's finish the thought on the whole NIL conversation that we had. This was sparked by our, our talk about Braden Shager last hour. Neil called earlier. This kind of triggered something in, in, in both of our minds. We didn't have an opportunity to finish the thought on this before we had to hit our heart out for sports center and traffic. So let's let's finish this before we kind of let it, you know, let it go without us kind of, you know, getting through it. Um Neil did, and, and, and you did, mention the haves and have-nots, right? And what I was kind of saying earlier was, at some point, we have to stop focusing on, you know, oh, you know, woe is us, we're a have-not. Woe is us, we're not a Power 5 program, we're not in a Power 5 conference, you know, uh, wow, 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 we're here. Um, and I think I said it earlier, okay, we'll make the most of what you got. You know, no one cares, across the country that Hawaii is where it's at, that um, any other program is, is where is where they're at. No one cares. So instead of looking outward and being like, okay, well, you know, this is a problem. Why don't we have this? Why don't we have the Fertitta money that UNLV does? Why don't we have um, – sorry, I want to go here. Grass practice field. Why don't we have yeah. uh, a state-of-the-art training room or something like that? And, you know, the one here has been under construction. Instead. Or the no nutrition plan. Right. Instead, there are some things that you can control. And I'm always reminded of our conversations that we have with our coach, Arnold Martinez. Um, and every once in a while we talk about, hey, um, you know, what can we do better? And, you know, we sit, we do the pregame show from Club Corner, and we are right next to the entrance of Club Gym. And, you know, we're always reminded that when we get to a segment that for some some reason gets to that conversation, all you have to do for us is look to our left, see the paint on Club Gym, and say something as, as easy as, why is it that... You look at Clum Jim, it looks like it's been, like, it disregarded. Like it looks like it's from the 60s. Yeah, it looks like it's been disregarded because no one's bothered to, like, put a new fresh coat of paint on it. Um, and, and that's where, where I kind of look at it is, you know what, you can focus on what everybody else is doing. Um, and you may want a lot of things. You may want the legislature to bail you out on, on certain things. You may want this and want that. And I hear a lot of people wanting things. Um, the first want you should have before you even turn to anybody else for help should be, we want to make what we already have the best that we have. Hmm. And then if there's still something that you're lacking that you can't do anything about, but you have done everything that you possibly can to make your facilities, your locker room, your ancillary stuff, you know, paint once you've done that to the best of your abilities then yes go out and say hey legislature look we're doing our best 
help us because we are trying to be our best to make do with what we have here. Hmm. Um, and, and that's kind of what I think is going to make a difference. If a recruit is coming here and they see they go on campus and they're walking around, hey, we're going to go practice. We're going to have to practice at Clum on a, on a day. We walk into Clum and it's like, oh my gosh, this is this is old, and it and it feels like it's been rusting and it feels like no one's cared. Yeah, they they notice that. Um, you know, part of it you can all you can also put on your current players. You know, hey, you've got this really nice locker room. Take care of it. Because Rollo used to say that to us. Did he really? Yep. It was uh, a shared accountability. You know, when some guys weren't upholding their end of the bargain, it affected the entire team's usage of the locker room. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I told you, uh, there were times when we weren't trusted as a a team to use the locker room outside of our outside of our team uh our our team requirements right so there's the, there there's a shared accountability across the board for stuff like that too um now to say what of, you will about rollo i'm sorry yeah. say what you will about rollo for some of the you know outside stuff yep. uh one thing that rollo got that no one has been able to match and it's not a knock on on anybody but one thing that rollo got that is never that has not been matched is Rolo understood to make the most out of what he got, but to make it known, make that visible. Rolo wasn't afraid to kind of put that out there for people that, hey, you know what? Um, this is what we have. Uh, our guys are accountable for it. Yeah. Our guys, um, you know, take pride in it. You know, he really kind of started that process, and then, of course, it got forgotten after well, the, that. The whole Pride Rock thing, right? Yes. That, that was... It was a marketing campaign of we're all in this together. Diamond Head is Pride Rock. This mm-hmm. is our kingdom. This is what we're fighting for. And within the locker room, we are playing a part in restoring pride to these islands. Right. So, it, I mean, I talked with uh, Ursua a couple weeks back and was like, what marketing campaign was better, Brotherhood or Pride Rock? Because they both were fantastic. Pride Rock. Pride Rock was good, man. Yeah. That was a good one. Um, But, you know, I I wanted to get back to facilities, NIL, not always meaning uh, wins on the schedule or being the same for everybody. So look at who was our second team sole Mountain West representative, Stephen McBride. Stephen McBride just transferred from Kansas. Kansas is about as blue chip as blue chip can get. They're they're not on the upper echelon as the Bamas, the Michigans, the Ohio States, the Notre Dames. However, from a basketball standpoint, they're the number one team in the country right Right, now. Right. So they are top, top, top tier power five school. Their football locker room is impeccable. Their facilities, top-notch. That guy came over here and balled out for us. Mm -hmm. It doesn't always mean they won't come if we don't have the same facilities. Right. If we offer opportunity to guys to catch as many passes as he did, um, 
to put down as many receiving yards as he did. I mean, he had 1,500 yards this year. It's incredible. Um, We offer certain things to guys that extend beyond just the same old argument of infrastructure and facilities and NIL. Hawaii offers some other things that in some ways are just as um, just as powerful and we don't have to play the same game as other schools. So I'm bringing that up just to kind of be the, be a devil's advocate because that argument doesn't necessarily, um, it, it, it's, it's not felt the same way whenever you're a student athlete at university of Hawaii, correct? as it would maybe media members or, uh, you know, you know our, our good friends John Veneri and and Rich Miano. They, they they talk about it for the future of the program and that they do have a point. But I'm just saying, it it's not always that big of a deal whenever you're in it because you love playing for the school and you want to play football. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times this is the opportunity that some of these guys are given, and sometimes it's their best opportunity. That's right. Um, you know, I I think my last thing on it is for all those people. And I'll throw in some of my colleagues as well who say, hey, legislature, do this. Governor, do this. All these people, do this. Fund this. Fund that. You know, I think I've probably said it to you before. Um, Just going out there and randomly saying, hey, fund this. Do this. Doesn't necessarily mean, hey, you're going to, what are you funding? So, you know, we had a conversation yesterday about the Clarence T.C. Ching Athletics Complex, yep. and, and one of them was you can't hear in in certain parts of the venue. You can't hear the referee. You can't really hear the PA system. And I and I you know, heard, okay, there are some limitations as far as, like, being able to hear where the speaker is located, whatever. So, you know, before we start throwing out there, oh, you know, we need everything. Like, we need the world. Yeah. You know, just, just randomly saying – Fund legislature, do this, help us. Well, tell them what you need. And sometimes, instead of just hitting the home runs, sometimes you got to try to hit singles to ultimately get to the point where you can get that home run. Like, I'm a believer that, you know what? Show these people that you want money from how serious you are about needing their help, which means, you know what? Start with, hey, we need... X amount of money to improve the sound system at the Clarence T. Seaching Athletics Complex. Yeah, something specific to grab. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. you know, the scoreboard was a big help getting the money for that, you know, talking about experience. We talk about our facilities. All right, um, let's make sure that every single seat you can be able to hear the things that yeah. you need to hear. We need to ask money for that. Broderhood grinds specifically for food. Yes. And we've gotten good um, support from the community for that. Yep. Um, you know, Craig Angelus's facilities master plan that he's talked about with Clum Gym, with some of the other facilities. Those are all the things that lead to what everybody wants at the end of the day. And it's not going to take two months for some legislator to say, hey, I'm going to put up a bill that is going to give Hawaii Athletics $10 million. No, it it starts with the little things, and then you show that you're responsible. Okay, we – and I don't know that enough has been done way in the past. I'm not talking about recently, but way in the past. Okay, we have fixed what we need to do with the Clarence T.C. Ching Athletics Complex. We yeah. have improved – 
Clum Gym to be a much more modern experience for student-athletes. We have made improvements to the facilities. We've kept the facilities that we have, whether newer or older. We've kept them to a standard that we and you and the community can be proud of. You've entrusted us with money, even on the smaller end, and we've done it the right way. We haven't necessarily inflated it where we need to ask for more. We've done it on time. We've done it on budget. All of those things so that you can then go and say, hey, we... We really need to we need the help. We've got to fund travel. Yep. We because that's like over fifty percent of your budget is travel. Hey, you know we we need to standard operating money to keep this afloat. Look, we've done the things that you can trust us with. Now we really need that big help, and you're more likely to get it rather than everybody yelling into a microphone and saying, "Hey, help us!" or "Legislature, do this." Legislature, do that. Like, that's not responsible. Do the responsible things first. And that's what I've appreciated from Craig Angelus is that I think Craig Angelus is trying to do that. Mm. Um, instead of just, you know, singularly saying, yeah, we really need help. Look, I got a plan. These are the things I want to execute. This is what I want to do here in the next couple of years. And that's the kind of stuff that builds trust. People forget. Um, not, not everybody is in a position, I guess, where they need to feel like they have to ask for money. Um, and so sometimes you don't understand what it's like to have to ask for money because that responsibility also comes with many times in, in just the average everyday person, how are you going to pay that money back? How are you going to put the money that you're asking for to good use? How are you not going to waste it? People forget that. It's, it's some, for some people, it's just, I want money. And then the money grows on trees and it just man- randomly appears. And then, Okay. Not worried about it. Hmm. Can't we? We can't act like that. Like we have to be responsible with what we want and what we ultimately get, and you have to show that, not just yell it out and hope someone hears you. Um, that's my rant. I've been kind of waiting on this for a couple months, but <laughs> but but that's my rant. And you know, you played so, and I, and I'm glad you mentioned Rolo. Because that's the kind of attitude, and I think Timmy's trying to. That's why Timmy didn't complain about grass practice field. Yeah, he said he misses it, but he didn't complain. What did he say? We're gonna make do with what we have. Timmy's not a complainer. No, Timmy is someone he's like from here. Yes, he gets it. Yes, he's like he's like Rolo. That you know what we're used to playing and fighting in the trenches. And we're gonna keep if you're doing from it. here. That's right, and that is the the new motto of mid major schools. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. That's how you survive. That's right. You scratch and claw. Tulane is in the exact same boat as we are, and they're killing it. Yeah, Liberty, same boat. James Madison, Liberty, same boat, but they're also a private school. Okay, so I, I don't. <laughs> but I know what sure. you mean. Just mid major schools that are being successful. Mm-hmm have the same sort of hurdles to jump over as we do. Right. And New Mexico, New Mexico State, they 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 didn't care that we don't have great facilities. They they're, they were trying to beat us. You know, we beat those guys. They they're battling for a Conference USA championship this year. So, I'm just throwing all that out there because the coaches get it. At the end of the day, we got to compete. No excuses. Exactly. We got to find a way to compete. And I hope that message resonates with a lot of people that, hey, you know, this is the mantra we have. Um, Buy in. 
buy in. Don't, you know, don't make excuses. Buy in. That's 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 all you're kind of looking for. Uh, let's get our M. Dyer Global scoreboard in here, brought to you by M. Dyer Global, moving Hawaii into the future. Uh, ACC SEC challenge underway. Number seven, Duke, a 15 13 lead on Arkansas. Uh, just over eight minutes into that game. Uh, a number of games uh, have gone final. We're kind of getting to the late stage of, uh, of that event because you know me, I'm a college basketball guy right now. Mm-hmm. The NBA could care less. Uh, number 17, North Carolina, 191 over number 10, Tennessee. That's considered kind of a. Kind of an upset. Uh, number 14, Texas A&M goes down to Virginia. Number 18, Villanova goes down to St. Joe's. And a 20th ranked Colorado State out of the Mountain West up on Colorado 28-22 there late in the first. That's your M. Dyer Global scoreboard. M. Dyer Global always on the move. Traffic right here. It is off the bench on ESPN Honolulu. All right, Sports Center update coming up in uh, just a little while. Hunter Hughes is in the lab. Yeah, he's in the lab, a.k.a. he's drawing. It's not ready yet. No. I don't like when people look at my stuff before <laughs> it's ready. I'm sorry. You only, That's you're, okay. You're only across the table, and the table's not very big. That's true. My dinner table is bigger than this Just table. No uh, comments on it because it's not ready yet. Well, right? I mean, before, before you let it go... Um, for for as bare bones of a sketch as that is right now, it looks good. Well, thank you. It's better better than what I would do. I'm not even very good at drawing stick figures, mm. so I marvel at anybody's work with uh, with drawing. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, this is also your what you do for a living. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm giving you all the credit in the world, but it's like, oh, this is also my job. Yeah, <laughs> uh, this is this is what I do. <laughs> Um, you can get in touch with us, our uh, Zephyr Insurance text lines at 808-296-1420. You can call us at 808-296-1420. We'll go back to um, uh, Shager at the top. We meant to do that a while ago, and then the whole NIL thing came up. Uh, texter from the 223 is still hung up on the Colorado State-Hawaii game. Ever wondered if Colorado State did not make the two-point conversion? Would play first on onside kick? If Colorado State recovered, may have a different outcome. Hmm. First off, <laughs> I'm not even worried about whether Colorado State did not make the two-point conversion. First case, what if Colorado State didn't convert a fourth down and, and seemingly impossible from its own 30-yard line and go for 70 yards and a touchdown? Then we wouldn't even be talking about onside kick. We'd be talking about... Um, you know, whittling down the clock at that point. The conversation is so different. I don't think you need to worry about whether Colorado State didn't make the two. And I would also say I wouldn't be worried about Hawaii not recovering an onside kick. I feel pretty trustworthy in uh, Hawaii's uh, hands team that Hawaii would be okay. Mm. But these are the things I, I'm, I'm glad that people think about the moment. I'm really, I really am. Um, but you don't need to have some That's of this right. in your head. No, we, we, we talked about it when John Veneri called on Monday mm-hmm. where there were several moments and also several calls that happened in that Colorado State game that easily could have sent the pendulum on one side or the other. Right. And it happens in every any sports contest, but especially football. That's right. That at the end of the game, you are left with some sort of mixture concoction of calls, plays, tips, 
things that could have gone or could not have gone your way, and you hope at the end the tips are scaled in your favor. Yeah. Or, or, um, or lead in your favor. And in, in, in this case, um, it did or it didn't, and then it did. Just it's uh, that's sports. You you can't help it. Uh, you also can't help that it did keep Colorado State of a bowl. So um, I don't know for for less for us. I mean, yeah, the what ifs is more for Colorado State. Those are those are the people who should be having the what ifs conversation. What if we just won? What if we didn't blow the Colorado game? Mm. <laughs> Not to take us back to early September, but what if we didn't blow it against Dion's team, who ended up finishing what last in the Pac-12? What if um, yeah. you know you don't you don't give up that field goal late in the Hawaii game? There are so many what ifs. We have them too. Oh yeah. Um, you know what if we didn't turn the ball over five times uh, against San Diego State? What if you had a a better defensive showing against Vandy? There, there are so many of them. Um, in, instead of bogging your mind over them, yep. enjoy the fact that you, you got a win where it didn't seem like you were going to get them. It seemed like you were going to have to settle for overtime. And sports is a uh, an alchemy of mistakes. Yeah. So you hope that you know, baseball, if, if you hit three out of ten times, you're in the Hall of Fame. Right. So it's the, it's a management of failure. Yeah. And um, also, uh, also worth noting is we're up against the clock. Um, we're up against the clock. Man, I had we're something managing in my the head clock, and I couldn't even manage getting the words out. Sports <laughs> Center next. This in our industry is what we call stunting. For the uh, preparation that in a, a, just a couple of days. We are going to be copying everybody else and going all Christmas all the time. So we're just we're 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 stunting. This our, show is stunting. Our station manager asked us to uh, change up the the music. Correct? Um. Yeah. This is uh, this is his plan, and I and I am uh, firmly along with it. Um. As someone that uh, is getting a little bit more into the holiday spirit, um, I have been listening to more Christmas music. The last um, the last couple of weeks, so uh, yeah, I uh, we are getting into the spirit, and so we're just kind of stunting. We're getting you ready that uh, in in just a couple of days we are going to be uh, we're going to be unveiling our Christmas playlist. Uh, note that what you are hearing is not the stuff that we uh, we used to play uh, a long time ago. For example, um, I have never heard a Willie Nelson Christmas song up until today. Mm. And I mean Willie Nelson's you know, one of one of the best to ever do it. I just never really taken in a Willie Nelson Christmas song. That's gonna change. Uh, we're gonna be uh, we're gonna be eclectic. Let's let's just say uh, for us probably a little more rock. Uh, although Hunter, I would love your suggestions if you have a, a holiday song that you'd love to throw into the mix. Uh, we'll we'll make that happen as Hunter is actively uh, actively drawing. Um, no, keep going. It's keep done. going. No, it's oh, done. Oh, it's done? It's done. Okay. Um, is is this something we can get into or is this something we need to wait on? No, absolutely. Okay. Uh, let me let me backtrack here for a second because uh this is this is on the fly radio here. We did the segment a couple segments ago. Um we were talking about, you know, instead of just like whining and complaining, oh legislature do this, legislature do that. That you know, take care of your own stuff first. 
prove that you can take care of your things, build trust, and then you can go to a legislature or go to a governor or whoever and say, hey, we would love to have your help in 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 having this or getting this or whatever it is, not just like, you know, constantly like demanding. It doesn't work. And so we ended the segment and you said you you quickly got up you out of your seat and you're like, all right, I got something. Yeah. You you walked out of the room. You went over to my desk, grabbed a piece of paper. And immediately started drawing. Someone did ask if you're doing this for the podcast, um, you know, our podcast, um, which is really just the uh, the best of. Which, oh, by the way, we do need a logo for. We, we do. don't. We don't even have our pictures on. No, we. You we don't still even need something. You don't even have an official company photo. No, I right? do not. Nope. Well, yeah, I know. <laughs> Inside, um, but it's amazing. The afternoon show has been neglected, and granted, I'm the PD, um, but it has been neglected to the point where we can't even get a photo together for a podcast, or we can't even get a logo for the show. Mm. Do you, you don't know this. Way back when, the sports animals had a contest That's for, right. you know, logo. That's right. Did you compete in that? No. No, okay. Yeah. We, we need that. We're just, right now, we're just two talking heads, talking shop, and when you go to the website, logo, mm. which I mean, the logo is great. Um, you know, the, the ESPN Honolulu logo, it's great. You can incorporate it in, in a logo that we should have. Yeah. Um, so it's not that for uh, for the person texting it. It's not the podcast. What are you drawing, Hunter? I'm always in hypothetical land. <laughs> this show is known for it. Um, Maybe that's what our logo should come from, a hypothetical when we were talking about what we do have and trying to be creative, that started the engine for me. Okay. okay. I don't want this to turn into a critique against University of Hawaii. It doesn't have to. Okay. Be. Yeah. But I think there is a way to think differently about the grass practice field. Okay. Mm-hmm. In a way that it could serve Wahine soccer, Wahine track, and UH football. Right. I present this to you. Okay. Okay. A structure, okay, that goes up maybe 60, 70 feet, okay, mm-hmm. off of the ground, which from the grass um, foundation above would extend right around the area. Of where Freer Hall is. Okay. 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 Because that lower. Um, By the way, this is uh, uh, this is not a knock on you, but this is incredible radio. Uh, I'm trying to dis- describe. I'm trying to describe the drawing. Yes. yes. Okay. Imagine uh, basically a steel structure that you would put over top of the grass practice field for UH football. Okay. That covered the entire field. I'm not talking about building a you know an enclosed building. It would be open on the inside of it, on mm-hmm. the on the underside. Okay. But on the top, not only would you create a covered structure for UH, and in that sense creating somewhat of an indoor, but on top of that, you put Wahine soccer up there. Okay. Because the entire UH football field would be covered, which is the same the the same dimensions. Of a soccer field. 
you'd have enough space up there to put seating stands. Uh, and obviously it would be, you know, you put a net or an enclosure on the top of right there and a phenomenal view of Diamond Head for their soccer complex. Okay. And then where Wahine soccer was practicing, you put track. On the outside. On the Is outside. That what I'm seeing? That's right. Okay. You, you would need to put the track over there on that side. But okay. why not build above the football field? What? Why does that have to just be open sky above that field? What I'm proposing is finding an alternative way of building on top of that field right there. What, what, what's the most precious resource for University of Hawaii Manoa? It's the space. Mm-hmm. Build on top of what you have. And in a sense, you're almost from a sports complex perspective, building like building an apartment complex, like soccer goes on top of football. Right, right. So it, it's it's definitely up in the sky a little bit, but we haven't thought of something like this. Okay. Um, obviously, I mean, you can't really do anything now just because you know of course. The, the plans are already there. All right, I have a couple of questions. Okay. So when you're looking at and I. Is is this allowed to go on social? Sure. Okay. We can we can post it on the socials sure. later so that that people can uh, can can talk about it. Seating for soccer. Yes. Right now they have uh, a thousand. So what would be your seating plan here for soccer? Um. Well, I don't have the exact measurements. Again, you saw me draw this in about five <laughs> minutes. Yeah. I'm thinking there could be a way to extend that structure in the negative space behind gateway and also freer dorms. Okay. Okay. Where you could create on top of this steel, almost it it looks like a giant table that you put on top of the football field. Okay. And the soccer stadium, the, the, the soccer arena goes on top of there. Right. Are they, are they honestly, Okay, I, I'm really not trying to throw shade here. No, I know, I know but you're are, not. Are, are they really trying to put a thousand seat Wahine soccer like area down there? Like, are, are they yeah. trying to get 1, that many seats? seats? Yeah, one thousand seats. Okay, track and soccer. Well, then that table, if you will, that steel table would need to be big enough, <laughs> right, for all of those seats that right. you would access from upper campus. Okay. Okay. So my 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 thought is we're not utilizing that space creatively enough. Okay. That's my thought. Gotcha. Um another thing I could think of here if you're a punter but I mean it, every indoor facility across FBS punters can hit the top. Right, right. That's that's true. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else can I think of? So you got the track outside, which is kind of, which is kind of cool. I actually kind of like that. Um, I know what the folks in soccer would say, and this is what you have to think about. I know because I know, no, I know you do. I know you do. I only, if I had had more, if I had more time to truly draw this out, how it would look on this side of the dorms. Yeah. I would draw out the soccer facility so that they would be proud of it. No, right. So I'm thinking of remember when um you know one of the track and field athletes had had said um you know why why you know when when Steven's article came out 
and they felt like they and soccer were being disrespected. Hmm. Um, I'm trying to envision what soccer would say here when soccer would be told, hey, why are we on top? Like, why Why does football go underneath with covering, and why do we go on top without covering, and well, maybe lack of space in, in the out-of-bounds area or stuff like that? Th- my argument would be you're going on top of football. Mm-hmm. You're getting the sunlight that football now doesn't have. Okay. And you have an unobstructed vertical view of Diamond Head and probably if it's 60, 70 feet off of the, the, the grass field right there, probably of the ocean. We're doing you a, a huge recruiting favor. Interesting. Imagine what that would look like. A field on top of the grass practice UH football practice field, but 50, 60 feet up in the air. Mm-hmm. I wonder if anybody else in the country is doing that. Th- that's what I'm that's, that's as I was drawing this I was like I don't know if anyone has thought of it this way before Other of stack thought. of stacking fields right Other yes. thought okay it would have to be turf right yes I mean you can't you can't put grass it on would there. probably that's right and I think that's where you might get the other concern from soccers because I know a lot of they want grass they, they want grass um we saw what happened with team USA when Team USA was supposed to play at Aloha Stadium and they pulled out of it because the turf wasn't to their standard and which which had a lot of people upset, um, you know, that they they pulled out of playing. But um, that's that's the only other thing I can I, I can think of. Like I love the ingenuity and I and I love the idea of playing to the space that you have. Yes. Absolutely love it. Um but that those are the questions that I think you would if someone had some kind of like hearing, mm-hmm. <laughs> they would they would they would ask that. Maybe extend it over the track. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh our Zephyr Insurance text line. Text her from the two two oh. So the grass field you desire is a moot point. Moot okay. I basically I don't know what he's that insinuating means. that um you can't have grass. Like, are you saying, you know, soccer has to be turf? What about the football field? Would it be grass or would it be turf? Well, ideally, it would still be grass. Okay. I mean, they they, they still have sprinkler systems. Mm-hmm. Um, it would still get some sunlight, you know, from the from the side and from from the um from uh, both on top and from the bottom. But um, this would this to me would create more with less than what they're doing right now because they're they're just getting rid of of football. Mm-hmm. They're getting rid of football's practice field. Okay. For the sake of Wahine soccer and and track. This creates room for all three. Okay. All right. And UH doesn't have a covered indoor football facility right this would be an alternative to that okay keep in mind folks and and i and i saw the text that that person basically calling us clowns look um this is sheer hypothetical yes um this obviously won't happen because the plan is already in place this is what they're going to do this is in a perfect world before you call us clowns wait till you see this drawing okay like like it looks like it could exist 
at UH. You're going to post it on your social? Sure. Okay. On uh, on Instagram at hunting.hughes. Is that the one? Yes. Okay. Also, whoever's calling us clowns, feel free to come see us at a game sometime and say it to my face. Oh, no. Like, oh, I'm, no. I'm, I'm tired oh, of this. No. I'm tired of no. this hiding behind your phone just crap. No. Be a person and come up and say it to our face. Oh, no. Let's just, not go there. Let's not mm. go there. Uh, let's take this time to go to Matt. I think it's a good time to say hi to Matt. Hi, Matt, Matt, how are you? Hey, Hunter, I appreciate that comment, man, for sure. Golly. Um, a, a note, hey, Josh, you know, um, being a Michigan fan and born and raised in Michigan, uh, we're going to be going to the game to watch Iowa or going to the bar. I know how much of a Michigan fan you are. You want to celebrate the win over Ohio State, and we're inviting you to go to the bar and skybox and watch the uh, watch them beat Iowa, and then move on through the CFP. So, uh, just let you know, man, if you want to meet us at Skybox to watch the game, show up, man. Thanks. That's cool. Uh, thank you, Matt. It's funny how people Thanks, think man. I'm not a fan of Michigan. <laughs> I'm not a fan of Jim Harbaugh. Mm. I, I I don't have fandom or hate toward any school. I just don't like Jim Harbaugh. There's a there's a big big difference to that. Uh, we'll get traffic here. A reminder: the Craig Angelus Show is coming up next Thursday, not tomorrow. Uh, next Thursday, it is at the uh, Velocity Honolulu. Uh, make sure you uh, you go and check that out. Uh, Craig Angelus and Kanoa Leahy. Uh, they are talking about everything going on with the University of Hawaii Athletics. Uh, it is brought to you by the JN Group, Velocity, Honolulu, and H-Camp, the Hawaii Concussion Awareness Management Program. Traffic in 23 seconds off the bench. You know, Hunter, not all... Not all the reaction to uh, to the drawing that you put together in 15 minutes is bad. I just want to let you know that. Thank you. Don't let don't let one person get to you. It's sports radio. We're not universally loved. We're not universally hated. It's uh, it's what we do. So don't let them get to you. I've had my share. Um, but this texture from the two three three does ask an interesting question. The fact that Hunter was able to conceptualize this creative solution. Makes me wonder what options were on the table when this current plan was decided. Great question. They couldn't figure out how to accommodate all three sports. Well, we don't know, right? I mean, I don't know that, and I could be wrong, but I don't know if any drawings or plans were put out for people to see. That's right. Or vote on. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know that we would ever vote on it. I mean, the Board of Regents, I think, had to approve it, so they would have, but... um you know, was there something out there publicly that would show, okay, this is what we're going to do, or these are the these are the plans. Like with um, Aloha Stadium, they had some of these different conceptualized things, but um, it doesn't really matter because that's going to be up to a developer to be able to figure out when they decide to tear it down and build it. Some of the conceptualized stuff here really doesn't matter, but at least there's this idea of, hey, take a look at this. What do you think? 30,000, 35,000, 40,000, 25,000. At least you kind of have an idea of what something could potentially look like to have an opinion and, and market research on it. I, I think that's that's a that's a fair question. Yep. Regardless of um, you know, the fact that it's going to move forward how it is, it is a fair question of um what was looked at prior. 
how many things were on the table before this came to fruition. Mm. So I, I, I think, I hope everybody realizes got heated for a little bit i hope everybody realizes you know the the actual heart of the conversation yeah is um is really in trying to find ways to use space where you might not have it that's right i think of um to be creative with what we have what is it that's on my mind right now that california closets thing you've heard of that right they have that store where you basically make a whole bunch of space out of what you don't have so mm-hmm. you can like fold a bed and on the yeah. other side, you know, there's like all of a sudden you got space for other stuff. Like, um, and what's that? Oh, the other one. What is that? That lady's name that had like a YouTube show or something on, um, decluttering. Yeah. Uh, what's her name? Uh, that was a thing. Marie Kondo. Marie Kondo. Thank That's you. It. Thank, Thank you, Liz. Liz. Marie Kondo. Mm-hmm. Like that, this conversation kind of reminds me of that too. Did I ever take Marie Kondo's advice? Heck no. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, trying to figure out what to do with the space you have and getting rid of the things that you don't need. Well, this is a little bit different uh, than that. By the way, uh, developing news, KHON's reporting. uh, Ron Lee will not be returning as head coach of the St. Louis football program and will move into the role of athletic operations advisor to the president. Wow. Uh, that's coming down just uh, within the last couple of moments. Uh, you can play pigskin picks at ESPNHonolulu.com, brought to you by M. Dyer Global and by Young's Fish Market. I promise, more of the Shager thing. We haven't gotten there in a while. That's coming up. Final words uh, coming up in just a little while. This is our Friday, by the way. Uh, your Wednesday, because we're off tomorrow. Uh, Rainbow Wahine Volleyball at the NCAA Tournament, followed by uh, Thursday Night Football, Seattle and Dallas uh, right here. And then Friday, we might be here. Uh, right now, we've got the Pac-12 Championship game. It's a doozy. Washington and Oregon on Friday. But uh, for whatever reason, we got Rainbow Wahine Volleyball on Friday. Then we'll be here. Uh, to lead into Rainbow Wahine Volleyball. So uh, still kind of flu, but as of right now, uh, this is the last time we'll talk to you for the remainder of the week. So let Hunter Hughes' hypotheticals uh, stay in your mind for the next five days until we uh, talk to you on Monday. I should polish up this sketch. You should. Why just why just leave it as a black and white, you know, sketch? And Draw it in. Amen. Put some color into it. Mm-hmm. And then let people, uh, you know, have some some interesting opinions on it. <laughs> Speaking of opinions, you know, the the, the Braden Shager thing is a big story today. Mm-hmm. Um, after a, a, a report on social media, source close to Shager saying that he was going to enter the transfer portal. Uh, Timmy Chang went on social media and said, "I just talked to the Shager bomber, and uh, he's going to throw bombs, uh, more bombs in Manoa." And then said, "Not so cool, Pete." Uh, or not cool, Pete. Uh, the guy's name is Pete, who uh, is from On Three Sports, and uh, put that up. And I, it, it, it's a reminder that there is this like everybody's out to get us complex here, hmm. you know. And it, and it even it it even extends to people who work in this industry. And I'm not looking at you, um, but there are some people that um, you know want to want to say that they are prominent people in this industry who sometimes play too much to fandom and forget about some of the basic things in this industry. Sometimes people do get it wrong. 
Like I was just I was reading something earlier. Um, I think someone texted into our our Zephyr Insurance text line, and uh, we didn't get to read it earlier. But uh, here, texter from the two two eight. What does the person who said that the UH quarterback is transferring have uh, for UH? He's trying to make a name for himself. This is not smart to do this. Why do you think that anybody has something in it against UH? It could be very possible that the source that was close to Braden Shager in this story. Um, Misinformed. Yeah. Or we were talking about this earlier because now in the days of NIL and you've got people who are around you that, um, you know, I want to advise you certain ways that this is maybe someone who is close to him that wants him to go somewhere else that maybe put something out there and then ended up putting egg on his face and it made someone else look bad. Like, no, I, I truly believe that this individual who tried to, you know, who put out something on social media saying that Braden Shager was gonna was expected to enter the transfer portal, I uh, Pete Nakos from from On Three Sports, I truly believe that this is not someone who has something against UH football, hmm. because why, you know, it's probably more along the lines of he thought he had a scoop, source was wrong, got called out for it, and then. Okay, delete the post, and we move on. Like, guys, like, there doesn't have to be against, you know, this everybody's out to get us complex. People in this industry that we work in should know that already. Hmm. They should know better. Uh, But instead, some of them, I think they get too much into the fandom of it that they forget. And it's it's unfortunate. Um, Braden Shager's not going anywhere. Um, he told Timmy Chang apparently in a phone call today that he's going to be throwing more bombs in Manoa. And so, you know, the the guy who put it out there uh, deleted it and we move on. I don't know. I mean, I think we kind of have this. It goes back to what we talked about before with the whole we don't have this and we don't have that. Why is, you know, why is the legislature against us? Why is so-and-so against us? Who said they are? Mm. You know, sometimes, sometimes the everybody's out to get us mentality actually doesn't make us look good. It makes us look like we're paranoid. And you don't have to be paranoid. I'm just, you know, hey, um, mistakes happen. Or there are other priorities for legislators that can't spend a bunch of money. And... This is kind of life and what you have to deal with, not necessarily, oh, this, you know, this senator hates us or this reporter is trying to make a name for himself. So he's going to smear us. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's take the good out of it in a way. Like, I, I think we said it before. Hawaii, maybe locally, not nationally. Hawaii got some free advertising today. Mm-hmm. Braden Shager. Got some free advertising today. I don't know what the people around Braden are telling him, um, you know, that aren't his family. And yeah. I and I know you've gotten to learn a little bit here in the last month. I don't know what people that aren't his family are telling him or trying to sway him a certain way, but whatever. It is what it is. If he's indeed told Timmy Chang, I'm staying, then you know what? Cool. He's staying. And that got some pub for Hawaii for the short period of time that that uh, post was on social media before it was deleted. And it got Hawaii buzzing. And I'm sure it got those players buzzing. Because, hey, Braden Stain, 
that's cool. You know, sometimes we have to accept that some things uh, actually can kind of benefit a program. And that's what we got today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I hear your, your positive side of this. I immediately just go to the perspective of student athletes Mm -hmm. and wanted to make sure that they are being protected and misinformation is not being sent out without their permission. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure you saw it. I I uh, came swooping in on, on X today. First time in a long time that I've even sent a tweet. Yeah, it's true. Um, and I quoted Timmy Chang's um, X, if you want to call it that. Yeah, his post. Yeah, his post. And just said keep our quarterback's name out of your mouth because unless he comes out and says it it's not your news to give uh i hear uh, what until you're saying he enters the portal we're still talking about amateurs we're talking about young athletes i don't think it's your news to give i hear what you're saying but unfortunately you know in in the media business um, two things are happening. A, you have enough insiders who know enough people who can break the news. Um, you know, the Riley Leonard thing from Duke. I mean, it's going to happen. Um, it just happened to be reported today. But that's that's the business. And, and frankly, um, they are amateurs, yes. But they're also many of them getting NIL deals and they have agents and they have advisors and they're getting money. And so, you know, the the amateur side of it is gone. It, you know, the reporters have a job to do. You know, if we went by the idea that, oh, it's not your news to tell them, we wouldn't have reporters in the business. It would just be they tell you something and and that's it. We wouldn't have people in this industry all right but he also took a risk saying something that he didn't completely verify was true well we don't know i mean we you know we don't know who that source is and you know we protect journalists to know that you know they shouldn't have to explain who their sources are it's happened where sources have been wrong and Hmm. you have to backtrack the one thing i will say about this pete guy is (laughs) pete guy um what he should have done, I think, ethically, is go back on his on his account and say, um, you know, and, and update. Hey, update. Um, you know, Hawaii football head coach says that uh, Braden Shager is is staying, or you know, something to kind of show. Look, um, you know, this is what a source had said. As uh, this story continues to progress. Uh, we find that he's not going to go anywhere, and and that's that's ethically correct. Some if if this source has been right on things before and he's gotten stuff right, then if he got burned, it happens. We all get burned at some point, mm. um, but that doesn't mean that there was ill intent. It doesn't mean that there was an attempt to disparage someone. It just he seemed to have gotten burned by someone who was deemed trustworthy at the time. So I, I get where you're coming from, but in, in, in our industry, like this is, 
that's people are newsbreakers. People are insiders. Um, and if you didn't have those, then you wouldn't have, frankly, you wouldn't have us. Um, yeah. You wouldn't have jobs for people reporting. It would just be, um, you know, social media would be everything and nobody would tell you anything new. You know, everybody relies on breaking news nowadays and that's what you'd have. That, that's why I say, like, there is, there is no, there's no ill intent. Just take it as the guy got one wrong. I've gotten stuff wrong before, and every journalist who's worked in this industry has gotten stuff wrong before. Um, and you just hope he's better from it, and you hope that maybe now he realizes that's that source isn't trustworthy anymore, so don't go back to the well. Mm. Um, and, you know, Brain didn't say anything technically, but he did repost what Timmy Chang said mm-hmm. um, on, on his social. And I'll go back to what I said earlier. I thought... The fact that Timmy was on it right away and that UH was on it right away helped to actually, you know, cool down the temperature because it's great. And and I think UH's social media team has actually been so good in the last couple of years with a lot of content and stuff. But this is the kind of stuff that sets you over the top. That's right. What could have spiraled. Yes, the air was taken out of it before it even had a chance to. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, content can be great, but knowing what's happening right now and being on top of it is even better. Because it shows that, that you've got guys working all the time and right. they're making sure that they are aware. And that's where the game is played Yes, these days. Yes. And that's why I say you turned it into a actually kind of positive pub for UH. Mm-hmm. I do have a bone to pick on that, by the way. Um, not on that specifically. I was watching the news last night, and um, there is—you've heard the story now about Taylor Swift's dad. Something I, I saw some post about that. What Taylor you... Swift's dad used to play at, at UH for a year. Really, he played yeah. football. He played football. Unreal. Yeah. So I was—I was annoyed. Because I had seen this a while ago. This had been floating around social media. Hawaii football social media account had this like last week okay. or like a week and a half ago. So they've had it out already. This is this is old news. I watched Hawaii News Now last night at 10, and they say, we've just learned yeah. that Taylor Swift's dad, what's his name, Scott? Taylor Swift's dad played at the University of Hawaii at such and such time. He played there for a year and then went on to another school. And I'm thinking to myself, you just learned it. They just learned it. Um, Everybody who is aware knew it for over a week. Where have you been? And you know what happened was UH Athletics on the ball. UH Athletics did a great job. They saw a trend coming on social media and they put out, and I remember it was something they put out that said, I guess we're all Swifties now. And they reposted something they had before, the photo of him on the roster and the photo. And it's like over a week ago. And it was really good. They were on top of everything. But here's the disconnect. The 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 actual school communications department, know, either they were asleep or didn't didn't think much about it. They waited, what, almost a week? To put something out on its own news, you know, it's 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 communications. Like athletics was ahead, school was behind. 
And then it made H&N look bad because H&N's like, oh, we just learned. No, it's been out for a week. And part of that is the disconnected communication between athletics and news. Which is why, again, I give a whole bunch of credit to Hawaii Athletics on social because they're on top of things. And there are some people, uh, some others within the University of Hawaii system in communications that could learn a little something. Hmm. Rant done. Uh, M. Dyer Global Scoreboard is brought to you by M. Dyer Global, moving Hawaii into the future. I'm just doing that on behalf of the Swifties who felt like, uh, hey, we already knew. Where have you been? Uh, Duke is down. Seventh-ranked Dukies are trailing uh, Arkansas. 44-43, 13-32 to play in the second half. It's the ACC-SEC Challenge. That game is on uh, ESPN television right now. Uh, number 20, Colorado State. Beating Colorado 72-64. That's kind of fun. 5-14 to go there. Did you know the NBA has something that's not the in-season tournament? The silence says no. (laughs) I know how you feel about it. Uh, Game's in progress. Uh, They're going to the fourth. Denver's up 108-97 on Houston. Clippers leading Sacramento uh, 40-33. 8-50 to play in the first half. That's your M. Dyer Global scoreboard brought to you by M. Dyer Global, always on the move. All right, um, let's give away tickets. We've got women's basketball and men's basketball. It's a Sunday doubleheader at Simplify Arena at Stan Sheriff Center. The women playing San Jose State, that will tip it two. The men are playing Central Arkansas, that will tip it five. And uh, we got tickets to both of them. Um, also, military appreciation. So if you don't happen to win tickets, but uh, you're a member of the military or uh, veteran, 50% off your ticket to to go to both of those games. But uh, we are allowing you to win them for free. So dial in. Uh, we'll take caller number two here at 808-296-1420. We'll, we'll, we'll make it quick and dirty here. And uh, someone's going to go check out men's and women's basketball Ooh. on Sunday at Simplify Arena at Stan Sheriff Center. So that's caller number two. Final words coming up off the bench, ESPN Honolulu. Hey, a reminder, we're giving away uh, University of Hawaii men's basketball and women's basketball tickets. Uh, San Jose State and uh, Central Arkansas, the opponents for the Wahine and the Rainbow Warriors, respectively. Uh, Caller number two at 808-296-1420. All right. Uh, While we do that, Hunter, this is our uh, last show before uh, Monday. Well, we might be back Friday if the Rainbow Wahine win. We hope they do, so we have a show on Friday. Um, But in case we don't, uh, we've been asked or you've been asked who your final four do you think will be uh, in college football? Texter from the 208, who also says uh, their final four, Georgia, Michigan, Oregon, Texas, is who they think will be the four wow. playing in the uh, semifinals. We see you guys on the phones. So we'll get to you there shortly. Who do you think uh, would be your final four? Hmm. Michigan's in there. Okay. They're going to handle Iowa. That's mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Um. I think Oregon's going to beat Washington. Ooh, okay. And I think Florida State is going to lose to Louisville. Okay. And so I actually think it's going to be Georgia's going to stay in. Mm-hmm. They're going to, if they don't beat Alabama, it's going to be really close. But Georgia's in still. You're going to Michigan still. Michigan still. Sounds and like Oregon. Washington and Oregon. Washington and Oregon. Yep. Okay. Um, 
I'm with you on Georgia and Michigan. Um, I have Washington beating Oregon, so I, yep. I've got Washington at three. I, I you know, as 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 much as Iowa is trendy for all the wrong reasons, um, Michigan should have no problem with Iowa. That's right. So yeah, I've got uh, I've got Washington at three. You know, I'm gonna go against the grain here. I want to go Ohio State at four. What? Yeah. Even though they don't play at all this week. Yeah. Consider this scenario. They don't play. Oregon loses. Texas loses. Hey, Mike Gundy, coach of the year in the Big 12. <laughs> Crazy. Why? Because he's Alabama. a man. <laughs> he ain't 40 anymore. He's 50. And I got a mullet. And Alabama loses. Hmm. Play that scenario out. Ohio State's sitting pretty. They didn't do anything wrong this week. They're, to me, still one of the best teams in the nation. Ohio State, four. So, yeah, Georgia, Michigan, Washington, three, Ohio State, four. Hmm. Don't book it because I'm usually wrong at everything, but uh, take that scenario into consideration. Uh, who's our Who's our winner here? I'm seeing it typed on my screen. Uh, Randall, Randall, congratulations. Congrats, Randall's going to check out uh, women's basketball and men's basketball coming up uh, on Sunday. All right. Uh, final words, Hunter. You're up first. Uh, I, I didn't really want to go here, you know, through the end of the season. I didn't feel like Dion warranted much more mm. comments. But uh, he was asked when one of their verbal commits decommitted. And the quote was this. A kid ain't even faithful to his girlfriend. You think you're going to be faithful to a school? Maybe if you conducted yourself and the school in a manner worthy of a commitment. They didn't play all that good. No. Like shedding the blame for not holding a commitment and putting it on a kid and his inability to keep his word is actually very immature. I think you recall, I, I tried to keep my opinion separate to Colorado for this year. I wanted to just watch it all. Mm -hmm. they, they decommitted because you're not that good. Right. And they watched the circus. Not everybody wants to be involved in that circus now. So, yeah. Things are trendy for, you know, a little while. That's right. But we've seen it, and it's not, I mean, we talked about it too, Josh. It's not exactly a proven method. No, it's not. Um, I've also learned Deion Sanders is very thin-skinned. Very. Um, you know, this is a criticism. He should be criticized for this. I mean, it 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 shows that he's he really doesn't understand. But um, you got people who are faithful here. What are, you, what are you talking about? He went after Danny Cannell, called him something that I won't repeat. Yeah. Uh, with with Danny Cannell's uh, words about their program, uh, basically saying, "Yeah, what do you take them to? They're still last in the Pac-12." Um, so, so what are you saying? You know, I, Dion, Dion's got to understand he, you, you welcome 
when you welcome this stuff, yep. you got to own it when it's not good. That's right. And I don't, Get out I, don't of the kitchen. I don't think he's gotten that yet. Uh, upgrade your island style with Kahala, the original Aloha shirt since 1936. Pick one up for yourself at one of Kahala's six stores island wide or at Kahala.com. Partner, I'll see you on Monday. Uh, game night is coming up next. Enjoy volleyball tomorrow. It is ESPN Honolulu.